What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 34 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. With you, as always, I am your real-life Goku, Alex Arona. Uh, though I don't know if I agree with this comparison. Of course, my power level is unmatchable, but I don't know if I'm going to be a bad dad. Only time will tell. Also with me this week, let's see, my man who is a shoo-in for Tien when he doesn't have his baseball cap on, Joel DeWitt. Who is your Chaosu? Really a bald crack. Um... Uh, also, I don't, I don't want a little suicide clown with me. And also with us this week is a resident fat guy and my own Yajirobe, Eric Getty Gettinger. Sup, man? I was half expecting for you to call me Yamcha and then go, Because you're dead to me! Damn. Too bad we can't hire better writers. Mm. It's okay. You've got a nice cold crater to go lie down in later. Yeah. Get back in your crater. <laughs> this week, we see what it's like to go undefeated. Maybe we get some closure in the backlog blog and talk about some PlayStation 5 news and wrap it up with some listener email. Now let's take a swing at Early Adopters. Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, some of these games, their instructions are completely in another language. As was with Undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Undefeated, uh, you got to it a little bit late, but when I first got it, I could not understand how to play this game because all the instructions were in a different language. Oh, but, so you thought that maybe I would understand it better? Wait, oh no, mine was mine. Bec- mine updated to English. Mine was not in English. <laughs> Me neither. No, now that I think about it, I, mean, like, the I don't only... know how I got an updated version then. I, I mean, there were some parts of it that were in English, but not very much. No. How much of your funding is from Chinese organizations? Uh, not enough, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so undefeated is essentially. A fake Superman game. Asian Superman. Asian Superman. Thank you. So you get a fake Asian Superman, which isn't a bad thing, and then you have evil villains <laughs> with endless amounts of henchmen, evil machines, save the pe- people of the city. There's been talk about a Superman game coming, or people should make a Superman game just because of Batman Arkham Origins. And then the, the question ultimately is, how do you make an interesting Superman game? Like this. Like this. So the game essentially has you being completely immortal but the point is it doesn't matter about you it's supposed to matter about the city and the people so you don't want collateral damage and you don't want the city just constantly being destroyed getty give me your give me your thoughts on undefeated so like you said i'm pretty sure you played this well before i finally got my hands on it yeah even though i think i was actually scoping out the steam like demos that were coming up and i was like oh this actually looks pretty interesting so like alex was saying it's your asian superman the the view is third person so you got a good view of behind your guy uh you have super speed super strength all of these different things at your disposal and it's got a big focus on you interacting with the environment and there's not as much of a focus on combat unless you're in the middle of like a boss battle. Yeah, because then you have to find the set pattern and weak points of the boss and what he's trying to do. While also, at least in the one in this beta test, was while he's slowly destroying the city and you are trying to stop it within a reasonable percentage. (laughs) I don't know about reasonable because I think at one point during a boss fight, so during the boss fights, you don't have a health bar at any point during this this game Uh, but the city has a health bar so you want to minimize the amount of damage that is happening to the city i got it down to like five percent before i stopped the which uh, like the green fire boss yeah joel what did you get your city to i actually didn't play that far so i mostly played through a tutorial and just sort of flew around and dunked and dived so i got a feel for how the superhero actually moved I, i didn't get much of a feel for the diversity of gameplay really though Oh, yeah, they switch it to uh, several different types of missions, one where you fight a bunch of bad guys, one where you save a civilian from, like, debris collapsed on them, or they're falling off of a building, and then there is one type where it's just kind of like challenge missions. Mm -hmm. So you get to, like, do a flying challenge mission or race around the city and you know this kind of challenge mission so it's they have like several different types and that's it's a very finite thing so i I feel like you're gonna end up doing the same missions over and over again but if this were a full-fledged game because i don't know if it's getting actually made i think as a proof of concept right i think i think that you can really diversify especially with something like when they had spider-man he had a lot he had some repetitive missions but they were 
they weren't as repetitive as it was still fun. Well, yeah. that's sort of what it comes down to, right? Is for an open world superhero game, you have to feel good traversing the city, and it has to feel fun just the sheer act of moving around. And that, I mean, I've talked to you about this, Alex, a few times in the past that. Like any open world game for me, the joy is going to be how fluid you can move through the city if you're not going to be delayed too much, if you more or less have a good feel to how your movement goes. And this sort of has it because there's a sense of speed and momentum when you are taking off of the ground and then when you engage in your super speed as you're flying around. I do wonder if they're able to build off of what they've got to give you more diverse options to do that though or at least ways to dynamically add more sense of momentum or speed depending on what you're doing now can you can you guys imagine this you have this one small city but there are imagine if you could fly outside of the city and at a certain point if it was possible zoom out and fly across the planet yeah i feel like that would be a much more appropriate scale for a character like this with superman you definitely have to take into consideration that he's much faster than spider-man could even move or batman if we're Mm -hmm. trying to compare it to the predecessors right I also thought it was funny that because you don't have a life bar, I at one point just stood there and angled the camera around, and I could just watch as the henchman shot shot the superhero, and they just bounced off his chest. Oh, it was too funny. It, so you guys both played through the opening as well. So how how did you like it when uh, you get like that one like very menacing looking guy? He sends like 20, 30 soldiers at you. And then you just dispatch them with barely doing anything. And then uh, he just sends like 30 more. Yeah, and it's like, well, what is that going to do? <laughs> Nothing. It was great. <laughs> I actually well, not, laughed out loud. Not, not <laughs> just that, but like they he said the same canned, like onward kind of command to this grunts too, both rounds. So just very, very budget feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that this is a really good proof of con- as it is a proof of concept. This is a really good design doc. This is how you make Superman interesting because that was always it. Is that they they couldn't get to Superman by just fighting him head on for the most part. They were just trying to outsmart him. Yeah. I'm going to say this, um, rings, you, they really had to put flying rings in this. Yeah. So you can see how good you could fly. Those were pretty challenging, especially if you're trying to do them at high speed. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things where I was like, uh, do I just try and do it slower to get it experienced? Because one of the things that we didn't really touch on yet is, uh, your character gains more, like strength, more speed, based on the leveling up system. Mm-hmm. So the more people you save, the more of the challenges that you complete with a high score, you get experience points and it ranks you up, which makes it easier to fight the bosses. Yeah. Yep, you get more powerful. And again, they can add a skill tree or new abilities. He did have a cool attack where he would just dash from enemy to enemy, punching him in the face. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just sort of snap, 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 quick sit session. Which... Definitely would expect that from a Superman, but yeah. And the artwork, nothing. There's not a whole lot to write uh, write home about, but it did look like a competent, like Saints Row style character and city. Definitely could have could have been, yeah. Um, not trying to be the downer here, but I, I will say I, I hope they do something different with the main character before they <laughs> ever consider going live with this, because it's like what? <laughs> you mean jazz him up? Oh, oh, you mean you want to just be uh? blue jeans black shirt man but he's got sunglasses yeah uh, but like, it's not really helping him too much no no man i love that <laughs> when they did the new 52 they they put superman in just a t-shirt a cape and jeans i mean that's a choice but i i would like at least a little <laughs> bit of flair especially for give a, him a symbol you, you know just a cape like okay. give, give him a tape i mean that's he another doesn't have anything uh distinguishing a, about him right the way they the way they give a sense of speed or movement to you right now is like there's an aura that's sort of like you're doing a sonic boom towards the ground as you're taking off and flying right mm-hmm. it's such an easy way to add a little bit of sense of like movement if they would attach a cape some sort of frill or fringe to you uh to show like the trail of where you're going and, and how you're moving fast uh, and, and also like this is just a preference thing on my end, but like, don't don't even make him have a specific outfit. Let you choose what his outfit looks like. Yeah, you yeah. see, that's the kind of thing that would be really fun and help with the aesthetic of the game. Guys, I think we're just redesigning DC Universe Online, and that game's pretty good. <laughs> I can't recall having played it recently, but yeah, I I kind of enjoyed the time that I spent with this game. I did have some problems with the second boss. You know, without leveling up sufficiently, it's very difficult 
to make it through. Honestly, uh, I think once the instructions occurred, it kind of like there is a set way to do it in a set pattern. And some of the moves aren't like there is a he does a shock like a, a, a shock wave with his hand. He can literally just swipe his hand and it'll create a blade. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that I, I don't know. I I didn't. I when I first fought the boss and I almost beat him and I, I failed, but I also didn't know he had that move because I couldn't read the instructions and it it didn't come off as inherently apparent. So later on, when I fought him, I didn't level up anymore. I just was I just did that ability and I was able to handle it. So I don't know if that was. So Alex, did you make it through the second boss as well, or just the first one? Which one is? I didn't realize there was more. Wait, there's more <laughs> wait, than what? one. <laughs> So when I played it, maybe they added more I'm, to it. But I'm thinking of the guy flying through the air, destroying like the city and shit. Yeah, there's there's multiple of those at this point. So the first oh, one is okay. the green fire boss, and the second one is the red fire boss. But they're pretty much the same. It's just a difference in the power level that the guys have. So the red one, okay. he does a lot more destructive force to the city, and mm. he's a lot harder to keep up with. Oh, okay. So they're still updating this thing. I like it. Yep. Okay. Now, I seriously... Oh, wait, Joel. Yeah. I've been talking to you about this. I, I need you to do me a, a, a very personal favor. What the golf? Tell me about what the golf. Tell <laughs> me about what the golf. Well, uh, what the golf is one of the latest releases for possibly your Apple device or the Epic Game Store, I believe, on and PC. And I will look into that while you guys are talking. I, I want to say I that's it's, the only place it, it's released so far. Did you uh, say it's not Epic on, Game it, Store? It, no, I mean, it's supposed to drink. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I no, have. I, I mean, that, and that but the I golf thought, is not coming till Switch until winter. Right. That that's what I was getting to. Is that I know that it's on phone, which is where I'm playing right now. I thought it was available on PC, but it was just that I thought it was, it was the Epic Game Store, so that's why I specified. Anyway, so what the golf is your standard fair play way wise for a golf game? Uh, you pull back on the club in order to gauge speed or power and then you rotate to aim your shot except the whole game is a bunch of sort of small mini golf style challenges except every different level is taking a unconventional turn or uh sort of strewing with the conventions of what you expect golf to be or being some sort of silly joke in the process so Katie, have you looked at this no i haven't but can you give us an example so that i can hold, picture hold on, it in can, my can mind I, can, can I give an example? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, first stage. You have the golf ball, and you have the club, and the way it works is that uh, you'll get your meter, and that's your power meter, and you get your angle, and you point the arrow in the right direction, and then you do the power meter, and you shoot it. You do that, you get it in the hole, and it says, let's say, whatever, the, what, do they, what do they say? I can't even remember. They say hole, hole or ball. Then the next one, it's the same thing again. But when you pull the power meter back and you let go, the club goes flying, and once it hits the flag and it says club... <laughs> And the next one, you're a person doing it. You pull back the thing, and then the person's body goes flying, and it says like "person." Or in another what? case, in another case, you'll be winding up your shot, and instead of the ball being hit, the hole, like you, the hole in the ground, gets hit and sort of tumbling forward. And, and that's sort of like one of the most basic starting point ones. And, and so does the hole fall into another hole? Yes, <laughs> I think they have one like that. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, there, there's a level where. Uh, there's just a giant one and a giant two cut into different slices of the course. And the objective is get it in two. And, and so you're, you're thinking golf terms, they're talking about, you think they're talking about get it in two strokes, but no, they want to hit you to hit the ball until you get it into the two sized hole. God, that sounded so dirty. There's one that's <laughs> it's side scrolling and you have 50 balls. And whenever you do the meter, they all do the meter. And then mm-hmm. they all, sh- and you're going up uh, levels trying to jump up and down these platforms to get to the hole. And you only have to get one out of the 50. So the, the look of it's very simple, very uh, cartoony. It, it's funny, obviously, just in the situational humor it kind of sets up. And, and really the supply, the surprise and delight of it, Daddy, it is just uh, discovering what the joke is and then beating that joke until you move on to the next level uh so i I don't want to spoil two more of them but uh just another example of how they sort of turn conventions on its head one of the sets of levels instead of being that sort of top down golf game they switch it to a side scrolling thing and then as you're winding up your shots and uh letting go it's a little mario like character going through a mario style level and just moving across distances with each swipe and then it'll give you objectives like get to the end marker or collect x number of coins and stuff like that interesting also one of them it's the first stage again but you pull up the power meter and then the power meter goes flying (laughs) yeah 
and you're trying to get it into the hole. Yeah, so, so really, all of it's just big playable jokes, and most of it has worked really well. Not, not like a you're going to laugh out loud kind of thing, but more of like you're going to have a sensible chuckle about it Yeah. or smirk while you're playing. It, it, it's been a lot of fun in that kind of way. I, it's kind of hard to talk too much about because once you sort of describe what it is, that's what it is. It, it's it's akin to the same kind of silly humor that you might expect from a WarioWare or other mini game collections like that. Yes, because they keep changing what the, what you think it is and what the game is. Because sometimes, Getty, there's a Flappy Bird level. Yep. Uh, the the meter makes you hop, and you're Flappy Bird. Okay. <laughs> this sounds so completely the, the outlandish. Is, and the funny thing is, apparently, you can go back into each level and do a it's like another harder mode. Yeah. But it's actually sometimes a completely different level. It's not the same level. So it's like, oh, put this in hard mode, and you get into it. And it's like this is not. This is not what I what it was before. Right. So the, the main layout to go from level to level is like this giant mini golf course that you actually have to wind up your shots and hit the ball to each new hole that acts as a set of levels. And each hole you get to has three different levels. The first one's usually hole. like <laughs> the first one is usually a kind of training ground kind of thing that do you acquainted to the concept, and then the next two layer on different kinds of challenges on top of that. Yeah, you're, you, you're going through through the world, hitting in these holes, and it's supposed to be like a mini golf course, but also it's generally a it's a it's a science lab, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a laboratory, and you're going through this lab, and you're just shooting holes and, and getting to these levels and trying to beat the evil computer? Is that the story? I haven't done... Wait, there's a story? Technically. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I thought this was just like a fun, like, hey, shoot your uh, ball. Okay, now it's not the ball. Alright. Uh, that just amps it up there's a story in this in like a warrior has a story like the the loosest conceit to throw together the reason why you're going through all these levels all right it's it i've only seen footage and uh i haven't played but i i couldn't stop watching this because it's just so fascinating what they're going to come up with next and surprise you and shift and change the game of what you think you're playing yeah i i think that uh I would be hard-pressed not to pick this up if I didn't already get it through the Apple Arcade trial. But it was worth the price of admission, which was free, alone. And uh, (laughs) I'm definitely going to play through it all the way. But it's also the perfect kind of thing that you can play just a few matches or rounds and then just put it down to. So I I don't know that I find it all that recommendable on a console, given that, because I think the phone format works really well for it. Well, this is perfect for Alex, then. Except for the fact that it's Apple Arcade, which means it's exclusive, meaning you can't actually pay for it on your phone. Well, you I thought you were going to get Apple Arcade. Who said that? Who? You you said there. that you needed to get Apple Arcade. <laughs> you have Stadia. You have Game I Pass. Need, you I got don't PlayStation. need to do any of that. That's all bad decisions. You got Hulu, Netflix. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what no, else am I missing? I want I want it on Switch, but again, it's looking like twenty bucks, and uh, Epic Games Store is twenty bucks right now. So the really the Apple Arcade huh. has a free month trial. I'm just I know that. that out there. Don't you think I know that, Joel? <laughs> it's free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. I almost did it. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you do that, we have to pay Kanye. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he doesn't need my money. <laughs> Anymore. Build a church. Well, that sure was Superman. Super. Man, he misses space there. You want to try it again? No. <laughs> no, I don't, Getty. <laughs> up, up, and away into the news. We're back, back with the news. Not all the news, just the news that we have lukewarm takes on. I think that's what I'm sticking with. I think I'm going to stick with that one. I don't know if switching it up every time is necessary. Mm-hmm. Item one: Sony confirms holiday 2020 release date for the PS5, PlayStation 5. What do you guys think? I'm actually pretty pumped they kept the five. Yep, I- I'm fine with it. I I don't expect creativity from Sony when it comes to naming conventions. Anyway, I just don't think we need it. Why? I mean, everything else is confusing. Which Nintendo DS do I need? 
I don't oh, know. You man. tell me. The new one. No. Great. There isn't a new Get one. The new one. <laughs> no, it's called the new one. Nope. I know. Switch light. Re- <laughs> oh. I, I think they should call it like they started calling all the Assassin's Creed games. So PlayStation Origins and uh, PlayStation Brotherhood. Mm-mm. No. See, my mom used to buy me games and try to find the right ones. And it was always cute for her to try. But I thank you, Mom. But Well, now I'm that not- we're on this like naming thing, what do you mm-hmm. think the next Switch is going to be? The Switch Extra Lite? I, I know that the Pro is coming out, but... It's not a beer, Getty. It isn't it? <laughs> I the don't. New look, Nintendo I think it's gonna be Switch, Switch Plus Rabbids, Extra and, Light, Extra and light. Knuckles, <laughs> and Knuckles, Mocha, <laughs> Mocha. Okay, so with uh, PS5 comes ray tracing support, which is kind of interesting because that's so new technology that I don't know if people really know how to utilize it yet. The whole idea is that it's supposed to be emulating the way light reflections occur in game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting it's closer to real life. Yeah. And then the other good thing is that it supposedly doesn't have any load times and has some streaming capabilities. The the load time thing is actually pretty shocking. They were apparently behind the scenes demoing to people the PS5 using Spider-Man and going from one side of the map to the other at super speeds showing how quickly the city of New York rendered. This was months ago and it was amazing how fast it was going. Yeah. So if it could render that much detail Imagine what, you know, only problem is that these games are going to be 100 gigs. Yep. Mm-hmm. On average. But that's but to help what we are going towards. Yeah. Now, say to help with that, we got SSDs. SSDs are dedicated to going into the PS5. Which is good. That, mm-hmm. could, good. that, that can't be cheap, though, right? The, the SSDs, like, a good SSD is still pretty expensive compared to a, a standard hard drive. Yes and no, because those prices have dropped significantly. And, and you're will. talking about... And you're also talking about commercial commercial uh, products. Like, if me and you go to the store, we're going to get buy an SSD. That's not what Sony's working with. Well, no. yeah, I, I understand the idea of supply chain and logistics, Alex. That's, uh, <laughs> That's what job. he does. That's both don't your you, jobs. Don't you talk about... Yeah. <laughs> I know how to ship How shit. dare you? <laughs> I've been shipping shit before you were born. Nine years I've been shipping shit. I was born into this. No, yeah, God. But- Got it. Yeah, it's but even then, like even with the economies of scale and them working within like a standard set that they won't deviate from, it makes you wonder what this thing's gonna be priced out at, or at least if they do price it at a reasonable price, if they're gonna be losing a whole bunch of money on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's how you get the goodwill, though, right? How do you get a long-term, you know, lead on the competition? Lose a little money. Well, that's that's sort of the standard operating procedure, as far as I know, with everybody yeah. except for Nintendo, but. Yeah, I just, you do wonder how much of a cost they have to end up eating. Because I remember, I think it was PlayStation 3, they overpriced the thing to hell starting out, and they were still making a loss on it. And then mm-hmm. they had to drop the price to be remotely competitive, and that like further ate into their profitability because they were they didn't lower their manufacturing costs in the process. So it makes you wonder what kind of wiggle room they might have when it comes to that if they encounter problems like they did prior generations. Yeah. That is a that is a curious state though. It's definitely will... something that's to consider, but uh, I'm sold on it. Are I you am a day curious, oneer? Though. I'm not going to be a day oneer, but I'm definitely on this. I am. I am too. I am curious though how how it's going to shift. Will it go to Xbox now? The next one, because you know 360. It was PS2, 360, PS4. Will it go now to whatever the Xbox is as the clear winner and front runner the entire generation? I don't know. We still have to see when Xbox is uh, delivering their latest Microsoft invention. What is it? The whatever it's vaping. Salsa Verde, or <laughs> I don't know. I just know it's got vape chambers. It's got vape chambers. It, I mm-hmm. thought it was a color scheme this time. No, Scarlet. Scarlet. There we go. So you know some Rojo. Didn't Rojo Gandules. Didn't Witchy in here? Good mm. timing for that. So the controllers have adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, new speakers, USB-C charging, which is good because I hate flipping the plug. I never get it right the first time. <laughs> I also uh, wonder, haptic- does that mean Twitter charging since it's USB-C? Should be. Yeah, mine dies after like an hour and a half. Hmm. Really? God. Mm, something like that. What are you doing to your remote? What am I not doing? Yes, to don't don't well, open that can of worms. Please. I do want to say I'm excited about the haptic <laughs> feedback, though. Well, I get the, what's it called? The, the Switch Smart Rumble. Yeah, but uh, we're getting closer to that kind of technology, too. So eventually we'll have full dive, and I can live out my dream of playing Sword Art Online and 
dying in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> and getting punched in the junk by Johnny Cage? Mm-mm. No, I'm just going to die. Okay. I'm going to be one of those people that's testing the software and then get sucked into the game. Not be smart enough. It's good to have long-term goals, you know? Yeah, that's... I mean, that's a what? Good, that's a good one. No, that's a good one. You remember the PlayStation commercial that they released? Oh, Jesus. What was it, like, 10 years ago for the PlayStation 9? Maybe... Yeah. No. Maybe it was not as far in advance as that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, there was this really weird PlayStation commercial that they had put out a long, long time ago that kind of hinted at virtual reality and being able to live the experiences. Mm. I'm okay. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> uh, Bluepoint, devs of Shadow of the Colossus is working on a PS5 title. Though I did see a real funny tweet of someone saying, man, I can't believe they're already starting to leak all the new PS5 games, and it was Resident Evil 4. I mean, you know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would, I would wager within year two. <laughs> within year two, we get Resident Evil 4 on PS5. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You going to complain about it? I haven't played it yet. I've, no, I mean, I did play it, and I hated it, but I'm willing to give it another shot. Okay. When did you play it? A long time ago. With the lights PS, on. PS2. I'm still going to play it with the lights on. Oh. <laughs> that's your mistake right there. Mm-mm. That ain't my mistake. That's me sleeping at night. Red Dead Redemption 2 for PC. That was a sneak announcement. I snuck it in there, too. I... No? I... I'm not oh, responding Joel, to that. No, didn't Joel you? Stunned. Didn't didn't this already happen? No. This well, is what was the one week? you snuck in there a while ago? Was it just Red Dead? Yeah, it was just Red Dead, yeah. and I had said that because it was just now getting Red Dead on PC that this one wouldn't be out until like another two years. Well, you also said it was Red Dead Revolver. No, you wrote Red Dead Revolver. I sure no. did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't prove that. <laughs> we delete those documents. Uh, it, uh, I keep them. Uh, Doom Eternal delayed till March with Doom 64 as a pre-order bonus. See, now that's cool. That's a cool treat. I, I mean, eh, I, I don't like think it. Doom 64 is good. Yeah, like, no, th- I'm not saying that, but it helps to tide or keeps you anticipating it a little bit more. Yes. I, I'm curious. I, I'm interested in Doom 64 as a curiosity, but like I. I don't have any fondness for it, so I wonder if I would really enjoy it. I don't know. Well, no, let's let's put this on the list officially, Joel. Doom 64 ain't great. It's on the lower. It's a B or a C t- tier 64 oh. game. Okay. Fair enough. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Hearthstone Hong Kong protests? You guys want to talk about this? I don't, because I don't want to get politically involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> you going to put your head under the table like those announcers? No. Here's the thing. Snap. I I could go on about this, and I actually had started to write up the transition into the next segment based on that one piece of news. But mm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let it. You you say what you need to. I yeah. Nope. Hey, what about you, Joel? I I think uh, yeah. I I don't we don't have to touch upon this lawn, but I, I don't I don't think it's hard to feel dirty about what happened, which was basically that this uh, Hearthstone player ended up getting uh, kicked out for a year for playing Hearthstone as well as all of his winnings taken away because he said something in support of Hong Kong, who is currently going through some sort of dissension within China. And there are, I guess, rules in place about not using the forum as a way to tell a political message, but like it seems awfully overkill and then like that coupled with the environment that we're in right now with like yeah. other other companies kind of kowtowing to chinese sensibilities because of fear of missed revenue is for, for us-based companies to be doing that especially is kind of disheartening if not they they don't want to lose they don't want to lose their profits and that's the the problem here and that's why i didn't want to get into it because I completely disagree with the fact that you could do that to somebody based on them trying to... This is like, uh, I, again, I'm, I'm just going to stop. I don't agree with what they did, and that's just my opinion. I think that the rules were there ahead of this, but I will also say they turned over real fast. Mm. Like, they really rolled on their, on their backs real fast, fast, exposing their bellies. They were just like, okay, we're cool, China, we're cool, we're cool. Yeah, it's it's that coupled with the the current environment with other companies doing the same, and it's it's also 
like then you see the sort of craven responses <laughs> that come out afterward from like our uh, the president of Epic Games who was real quick to talk about how they wouldn't censor censor speech or ban people yeah. from uh, attorneys and it's like I can see what you're doing, man. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're technically making the right call here, but it, it's very clearly opportunistic. You're cashing in. Yeah. You're cashing in, man. Well, right. It, it's a kind of a throwaway goodwill statement that people won't remember, or at least, like, the people who it affects won't remember if they turn course on it. Yeah, I mean, good on that other card-playing company that reimbursed the kid for the winnings that got taken away from him, but it's still just, it's just gross. Yep. Yeah. Now, more sick, gross news for me uh based on the success of raving rabbits the tv show apparently they're four seasons in weird really uh, the movie they're moving forward on a watchdogs teen mystery cartoon and a far cry cartoon all right Jesus. i could get behind a far cry cartoon christ hey like like the the source material seems like a strange <laughs> choice i'm out <laughs> i i don't i don't want to get political here but i'm just gonna say i don't I, that's it i don't like it what does that mean? Yeah, this was, isn't political was, at all. I was mimicking Getty. <laughs> Alex, do you want me to get into it? I absolutely do not want you to get into it. All right. I'm good. Joel, what were you going to say? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing political about Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, I, I envision, like, a, a faux G.I. Joe cartoon <laughs> taking they place may- in the world of watchdogs but not Did like you ever watch not the like, street fighter cartoon no but i, I wasn't they even were- thinking of like the legit uh mm-hmm. gi joe cartoons but the spoof ones or <laughs> they were like <laughs> little skits you know but it just what do you i'm sure they'll find a way but it seems like a strange choice i was gonna say there was a street fighter and a mortal Kombat cartoon that the artwork looked like G.I. Joe, and they were all fighting each other using their abilities in a very cartoonish way. They were, like, flipping around each other. And, like, even the the Mortal Kombat one, it seemed like they were all in the army, Mm -hmm. like, fighting together. It was, like, Sub-Zero fighting with Jax, but they're, like, behind enemy lines and doing this whole thing. It's like, this is not not what I signed up for. I I think the makers of Mortal Kombat barely know what to do with a story, much (laughs) less an outside company. Yeah, I'm pro their story and the way it's going, so... Oh, yeah, they I, added some to the last couple games, right? But they restarted it, and now they're just retelling it again and again. It's pretty cool. I also mean a cohesive narrative that kids could understand. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, I, I agree there. And our last story, Rocket League getting a Stranger Things arena. And Stranger Things is kind of getting everywhere. Uh-huh. I, can't tell if it, I can't tell if it's saturated or not. When you go to Target, and then they're having you buy fake Lego, uh, not Lego, fake Edo waffle boxes that don't actually have waffles in them but something something else i think we've reached that point what, what wait would it have in it what's in it oh yeah. i forget i think it's what's, a t-shirt or something like that what's in the box what's in the box joel <laughs> or uh did you, do you does your guys have a uh, giant uh demodorgan funko because our sure does yeah i'm sure if i looked for it but yeah i'm sure yeah ew okay yeah this is becoming saturated calm it down netflix well i guess i'll see you guys in the upside down on the other side of the break. Alex, I told you this isn't a good way to go between segments. Why not? It's the upside down. Did I not say the upside down? You did. Don't go it's there. The, it's the downside up. <laughs> Let, let's break. we're back back with the backlog blog the backlog blog is where we play games that our mother bought for christmas when we really wanted that other game (laughs) this week i played gato roboto have you have you guys heard of this game domo arigato gato roboto that's pretty good i I was hoping we'd avoid the most obvious joke oh come on but you went kind of our stick for it we're the most (laughs) obvious joke yeah that's our that should be the subheader to our podcast. But, but I was going to explicitly thank both of you for not making that joke. And, nope, uh, that's out the window. We went straight for it. So. Well, if we were the like the direct joke, it, our podcast would definitely be Super Fat Kid Radio. So. Mm-hmm. It was a thought to change it and rebrand, but I'm sticking to GG right now. All right. Gato Roboto. It's Super Metroid, or re- actually regular Metroid, because the graphics are kind of pared down to look like a Game Boy game. <laughs> 
Now, would you play no, it, this it, on Alex? I played it on the Switch. Okay. But it rem- the the graphics reminded me of there was a game called Downwell where you are a guy jumping down a tunnel with ro- with laser boots. And that's cool and all, but the graphics again looked like a Game Boy or an NES game to the point that both games uh, Downwell and Gato Roboto, you can unlock special palettes that change the color. Even one of them that looks like um, what was that the fake VR Nintendo Virtual Boy? Oh yeah. You can get like a Virtual Boy palette. Barf. So everything looks bright red. <laughs> so it's kind of cool and interesting. Uh, it is a you're a, a spaceship is going through space with a space cop named Gary and his cat Kiki fly through space patrolling when they come upon a signal for help and the cat jumps on the keyboard as cats do <laughs> and crash landed the ship and now the space cop Gary it can't walk. Well, he's like pinned down. So he asks his cat Kiki to go figure out and save the day. Funny enough, they crash land on planet, which is the sector for 2069. <laughs> I screenshotted well, that and that will be tweeted soon. That's, I don't even know where to start with that. Yeah. Do we go for the obvious uh, nice. marijuana joke or do we go with the sexual innuendo? I think they combined it nicely in one little package. We can all giggle together. All right. Uh, so from from there, Kiki goes on and finds a mech suit to save the day, and you are now Metroid. Well, not Metroid. You're Samus. It's a real Frankenstein's monster situation. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're Samus in the mech suit. You can roll into a ball. You get uh, you know missiles and laser beams, and there's actually they actually have the same doors that you have to shoot to open, <laughs> like the pods. Mm-hmm. This thing, this thing wears it all on its sleeve, so you're not getting a whole surprise there. Uh, the the two uh, other mechanics are you can get out of your suit and you are tiny, so you can go through small hidden spots as Kiki, but it's a one hit kill. So uh, and that's, the, that's like Metroid, no? Or did you have thing? more HP when you got out of your suit to go do stuff? I didn't realize you can get out of your suit. I, I, I I'll Joel, say you right here, I help me with this Metroid. one, but I feel like one of the Metroids you could get out of your suit. Well, uh, Metroid is a severe blind spot for me, but. I Same have here. to imagine so, just because the Zero Suit Samus exists. Okay. That that's the taste. Was it was a GBA game, like the... Uh, two? No, not two. Wait, are you guys saying that I actually have a little bit of background knowledge on Metroid that you guys don't? Never played any Probably a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. Seri- I thought that you guys would be, like, the experts on this, but I definitely feel like at points you could get out of your suit so that you could climb through, like, vents or stuff in order to unlock doors... Or get hidden items. Okay, well then Gato Roboto does that too. Yeah, I believe you. I just don't know firsthand knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a dedicated meow button. Oh, so that's yes. Fun. That's honk. needed. Honk, honk. <laughs> I mean, meow, meow, meow. You also get into a submarine because the mech suit can't go into water. And the mech suit shoots torpedoes. And you have to avoid monsters and kill monsters as you go through from place to place. Hidden, hidden uh, health kits, which will give you more HP. There's different... Things you can get as far as tools. I think you can get a grappling hook. You can become a ball. You can wall run. You get all these abilities that you unlock. Or you can just move forward beating the game, which I did. The funny little message before the end. They actually say, this is a... Once you go down there, I don't know if you're going to be able to come back. So let's call that a quote-unquote point of no return. (laughs) So if you feel like in your heart that maybe you want to go explore more to feel some sort of 100% feeling you should probably do it now (laughs) (laughs) all right i i I appreciate the bluntness (laughs) yeah so that was real funny um and there's there's actually a good amount of dialogue and the dialogue is generally between gary and kiki and he keeps talking to gary and then it just goes to pans to kiki and it's just like he's like really you think so okay we'll do this that (laughs) make sure you don't do this okay cool so that was also a very good, fun thing. Uh, $8 on the Nintendo eShop. That seems reasonable. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it looks cute. Nice detail in the environment and characters using a monochromatic scale. So it's it seems like it could be a nice little short, breezy experience. I killed it in about four hours. And again, I didn't explore all the nooks and, can- and crannies, get all the heart containers, get all the color palettes. Oh, man. But I felt inclined to do so. Mm-hmm. I felt like the game could have, like I felt like the game was calling me to do it again. I could have gone into it and done more. I I enjoyed it so. I will recommend Gato Roboto to anybody to listen. Now, hmm, who goes first? Let's let's go with Getty. All right. Okay. 
I heard you went to the moon. I went to the moon. You weren't supposed to go to the moon. I fuck it all. I went to the moon. <laughs> That's no moon. It was the moon. And it's the same moon from the first game. Okay, I got questions. I got Destiny 2's expansion, Shadowkeep. I'm on mm. the moon. Okay, you ready? Shoot. How many wizards were there? I have killed plenty of wizards. Probably on the like moon. 15 to 20 wizards in the couple of hours that I played. They originated from the moon. They came from the moon. Okay. 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 The map, does it actually resemble something close to what the first game had for the moon? 100%. Exactly. So they have that, like, cavern area. You start going downward into Mm -hmm. the sloping area, and then it's like a big cavern. The Hellmouth, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So they added... uh, they added that they re like touched up the areas so that there's more and different things, but it's still the same outline that you had in the first game. The uh, icing on the cake is that there was one mission that uh, actually Hoffman and I ran through, where it took you back to the EDZ, like the original game, or oh, the wow. original zone from the first game. Yeah, the yeah. car place. And you have to like run through the tunnels. You go through the sewage pipes to track down some guy to kill him and you end up getting a gun out of it joel if they weren't reusing assets enough is well, it bad that this is really tempting me this is the first time they've <laughs> reused the assets that they had previously but hey joel hey joel yeah they added doom executions kind mm. of they kind of added it you're completely vulnerable when you're doing the execution or and like the super melee abilities i just but unlocked they... my second one earlier this week but they also added the ability to customize those executions yes. to make it like Doom. So there was... No, uh, not even close could, to like Doom. <laughs> well, you can get, like, more grenades. Uh, no. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, I. Uh, from my understanding, there was a way that you could... Uh, when you do those, you get, like, more grenades or more ammo or do different... You get They do different oh, things. Oh, some sort of perk that you can ammo. assign yes. to it. So, yeah. uh, what, Alex, it's not anywhere as violent as Doom, but what you do is that if you get the enemy down to a certain percentage of health, you can execute your special melee ability. Your finisher is what they're called. And if you're you, finishing his life. <laughs> so, if you <laughs> execute your finisher, which can be customized so it, it looks differently. So, there's two ways you can customize it. Either you can change the way it looks. So, the first one that I got was like a like a open-palmed like punch to the skull of the enemy and now i have like a crazy ass kick that i can do but as you progress your character you can also get different abilities so that it drops either special or heavy ammunition to reload those weapons i saw someone talking about grenades too and that's where i was kind of like oh i have not seen anything about grenades but uh, usually either the skill perks that you can equip on your either equipment or your weapons they'll give you a bonus to recharging those skills. Now, here's another question for both of you. Hmm. What would be your fish finisher? Now, let me start. I want either a wrestling super kick, or I want that cool be- Black Widow move from the Marvel movies where she hops up and swings around and grabs someone by their face with her so legs. So goddamn generic. <laughs> no, that Black Widow one's cool. All right, so it can be anything? Yes, but I think mine would be hard to animate. Ross and yes, Gun. The what? I... <sighs> So since Alex and probably Joel, you haven't seen any Naruto. Mm-mm. So he powers up and he creates this ball, this focused piece of energy in his hand. And then of course, he, Getty would go to anime. Continue. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what they're like. The finishers are like anime. And he creates this ball of energy in his hand and it's like a concentrated tornado. So you would punch the villain and then they would spin around and fly away. All right. All right. Respectable. And what about you, Joel? I, uh... You know what? (laughs) Sonic Boom. (laughs) Hadouken. Spirit Bomb. I'm doing the Spirit Bomb right now. Uh, Actually, funny enough, uh, maybe maybe the whole hand gesture that Trunks does prior to blasting that was a Frieza in the face. All right. Yeah. Something really, cool something really flashy and obnoxious. You gotta remember when I was playing, uh, when I was playing Destiny Two, my two choices for remotes were flossing. And then riding the pony. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's those are all good. I like those. I like those are good fin- finishers. Uh, okay, so they added that. They had a lot of uh, the biggest complaint I've actually read online was that it, it, it kind of people were happy to go back to the moon, but similarly, they're also back to the same sets of enemies. 
it is the same kinds of enemies, <laughs> same kinds of enemies. They did try and touch them up a little bit. The Vex mm. look particularly funny with their, uh, <laughs> they're covered in leaves right now. Mm. <laughs> and then they just reskin the hive to look red. Oh, now you got red hive. Yeah, you got red you hives. You want that red hive. I, I, they're pretty much the same enemies that you've been fighting since day one, but they look a little bit differently. I, what what I always enjoy is that they, they add more weapons and just the way that the weapons feel when you fire them or when you kill people is still amazing. Same destiny flavor. Mm-hmm. That's good. And uh, Joel, what are, you, what, are, what are we getting in this? Hmm... Well, last I checked, we got a Naughty Dog game to play through, so probably not for a little longer. Got it. About 15 hours more. Well, by the standard, that's three or four months from now, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, Yep. that's about right. So, hmm. Well, let's talk about that now, huh, Joel? You want to throw stones? (laughs) Oh, wait. Tell me about Final Fantasy (laughs) (laughs) IX. I want to say this is your fifth or sixth episode with this. Yeah. Yeah, let's, so let's uh, go. I be, also be, did some math on this one, so <laughs> be, because of that, I'm going to be fairly abridged outside of whatever questions you guys want to ask. But okay. I did uh, close the loop since last I talked. Uh, last we talked, I was probably about in retrospect about halfway there. So uh, and you thought you were three fourths of the way. I thought I was farther than I ended up being. Not terribly much, but Dang. I think that. Uh, also, the way that this thing's been converted to modern consoles, it is not as much of a time-consuming slog than it needs to be. So that helped a little bit with the speed at which I was able to finish. So uh, basically a lot changed from when we last talked about this to where I'm at now. New enemies arose, others fell, uh, even larger enemy at hand showed up, and then uh, lessons were learned upon the way, and... Uh, it was all about the friends we made. So Hearts were warmed, warmed. Something <laughs> like that, yeah. Uh, so let's start off with uh, positives here. Like you alluded to, the story got better as time went on. The characters that I found unlikable became less unlikable. And I, I think that as the story concluded and the game ended, it did feel a lot more meaningful, the events that were happening with the characters and the world at play characters grew in a way that they needed to to reach a satisfying conclusion some of the end areas are really good looking even for uh, such an old game so just yep. like the the backdrops of some of the different areas as you're getting to terra uh, is really interesting and unique the last zone that you're going into above the uh the tree when mm. you're going to face down uh, kuja who ends up being one of the final bosses he uh that whole sort of clockwork patchwork scenery that happens of like all the memories that it's trying to project creates this very disjointed neat environment but then you get to the top tower areas and then it becomes this strangely like ornate and mystifying kind of environment that's really cool uh the music is spectacular Mm -hmm. and that that, that's in my mind like one of the defining best things about this final fantasy is the music rates up there with anything i've heard in seven or the other couple final fantasies i've played the melodies are great the boss battle music's uh, effective and as you get to those later levels just the the music becomes very uh, mystical mesmerizing haunting is probably a little strong word but definitely certain parts near the end there are kind of uh, eerie in a way that felt very moody in a good way. Oh yeah, no, I uh, I think mesmerizing is a a good way to put it. Yeah, that game dealt with some stuff. Like you you felt I felt particularly in a lot of those cases where a character would tell me his whole backstory and I generally was like, oh man, that oh that sucks and. <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is, though, is that it just kind of kept happening, and it kept coming with the hits, and it kept... Even the villain, by the end, I'm like, I just wanted to pat him on the back and be like, man, me too. Me too. Right, so Tuja is, is very a very broken kind of character. Like, it's, it's this weird god complex he has, and, and then you find later it's him coming to terms with the idea that he was replaced by you in his role, and, and then, like... He was made to be usurped by you over time and taken over, yeah. and that he couldn't deal with it, so his whole scheming was basically to undo his destiny. And uh, Garland felt very uh, omnipresent once he existed, and 
despite not having much direct involvement in the game, added a weight to it near the end that it really needed. I kind of felt... Made it more serious, right? Right, and it's... I I am perfectly happy with a story that is more uh, micro in scale than macro, but it's it's uncharacteristic for Final Fantasies to stick to that venue, so it felt strange that for so long in this game, a lot of it felt just very much like you are scrambling the chase from point to point to try to chase someone down or run off from something, and it felt very small scale in that sense. Yeah, I liked when you're on the the plane and you're hiding out in barrels and stuff. Right, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I also liked Alexander being just a giant castle that people lived in and at any given time could just become a big walking tank. That art of Alexander attacking Mm -hmm. what is still is, if I could find my PSP and power it on, that's the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. The the castle summon. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's I, I just all I have to say that. I mean, I, I do have some grievances and I'll, I'll make it brief, but I I think this game needs a rewrite and I think it needs the kind of treatment that something like Final Fantasy seven's giving with the remake, presumably where they're kind of fleshing out the characters a lot more than they could back then and hopefully it's an opportunity for them to rewrite dialogue and personalities in a way that aren't quite as abrasive as they were before yeah i remember you have a a problem with zidane in the beginning they're just too goofy the way that the at least zidane behaves you know i'm serious about anything that's going on yeah there there is that but then also like he is a big problem with that but a lot of the characters their tone the words they use uh the responses they're flat flat. they they sound juvenile like it sounds like stuff that like i would have tried to write when i was 17 or 18 (laughs) instead of like Mm. professional script and that's but that's kind of why i like that the game is because it didn't feel it felt fairy tale that's that's kind of why when nine came out and people did enjoy it and there was a lot of good uh acclaim about it it was because it was a, a change. It was a return to form. It was returning to that kind of setting yeah. of a fairy tale and those characters being goofy, being silly, and then being serious when they needed to. Because Moogles, Moogles ain't serious, man. <laughs> and seven and eight changed that. So when it comes down to going back to fairy tale, they're like, well, let's let's make this all silly and you know, suplex a train. <laughs> Or, you know, in this case, right, have a, a knight fly headfirst into a castle wall while, you know, swinging across on a on a rope. He looked like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, my, that's what my brother told me the whole time. He used to call him Buzz Lightyear all the time. <laughs> I, I think I think Steiner is unironically one of my favorite characters just because he, he doesn't change all that much. His, his growth arc is very limited, but it's also, like, oddly meaningful for him. <laughs> You know? Yeah, he he gets the girl at the end, and really, he had a good heart the whole time. He just was uninformed. Yeah, it, it was sort of that kind of blind devotion he showed as a character throughout. And, and that blind devotion doesn't really change. That quality of his doesn't change. He just, he... Adjust, Switches allegiances. It, he adjusts it to show it to uh, Dagger, and through some yeah. means, Zidane. Yeah. Didn't know the whole story, and then once he realized what was going on, and he saw the evil that was happening around him, he had to he had to switch sides. Uh, Joel, I have one question. Yeah. How many of the Chocobo dig quests did you do? You're, you're not gonna be happy with my answer. And you did zero, didn't you? Zero. No, absolutely. <laughs> you not. didn't try and get any of the extra items. Ugh. <laughs> but there's so many good things you can find. Getting so, this platinum addiction. <laughs> Come on, you you take the chocobo around the map, you find the, the spot, you have to like reposition it, find it, yeah, and then you dig. You dig like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> so the, there's a bit of confession I have to make here in some ways. Is you that, hate chocobos. No, I love chocobos. Dude. I love chocobos. The, the confession I have is there are cheats in this game pre-built into it. Just like the other switch ports, where yeah. it allows you to three times speed, automatic nine 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 damage, automatically go through trance and like have you prevent dying. I I use that nine 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 for uh, a lot of leveling up, especially in later games when I was realizing that I wasn't keeping pace with the actual levels you needed to keep up with stuff. And 
I think in some ways it's a nice crutch, but also as much as I didn't want to spend forever on this game and I was ready for it to end, it definitely breaks the pacing of it in a way that it can kind of screw up your way that you're leveling up stuff too. Because the whole level system here is based around using the equipment, gaining the stills from yep. keeping that stuff equipped, and then uh, using ability points to decide which ones are going to be active. And I ran up to a point where I got near the end of the game and... I hardly had any abilities for any of my characters because I had basically kept whatever was the strongest equipment on at all times, which means that once you got those abilities, you weren't gaining anything while that was still on you. So, like, Dagger only had one summon for two-thirds of the game because I didn't swap out any of the uh, diamonds. Dear Lord. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. cardinal sin right there. Man. Yeah, yeah, so I, I got to, like, the end of the third uh, act and i was finally diving deep into it and i was like man this is this is uh i missed out on a lot here <laughs> so uh, you, should, you should watch those summons no Joel, i i, I did end up i did <laughs> how did you miss out on so much of the game I, you know i i think p- part of it was my insistence on trying to get through the end of it and i ended up sort of beating myself over the head by doing that by missing out on some of that stuff but uh you know so it's a mixture of my impatience to get through a game which i wasn't enjoying for the first half to be honest and then the other part of it was just that uh i probably didn't do enough of my uh going through the options to remind myself that all these things were things that needed to be done and and so Mm. it's it's one of those things where it's like i finished the game I don't feel bad about using some of the cheats because I, I didn't use them for bosses and I did it for parts that I would consider kind of mindless grinding uh, in prior playthroughs of Final Fantasies, but it's making me have this nagging feeling at the back of my mind that like you're going to have to play this again sometime without using those and feeling the more natural flow of the game and, and getting a second thought across my head on it. Oh, hmm. yeah. Okay. But uh, So... Maybe like what three, four years, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, when the boys are ready, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we haven't already touched upon the part that I have hardly played any of these Final Fantasy games. So like I've got a lot of back catalog to get caught up on that front as well. But uh, but yeah, it's it's it has been an experience. I don't regret playing it. I'm think I probably would have waited for a sale rather than bought it at whole price if I was in retrospect deciding on doing this it's on sale right now (laughs) that does me no good now but thanks (laughs) buy it again (laughs) do it it. second switch (laughs) if they (laughs) give it to kelly if they remake this game then i will seriously consider dipping into that but uh i think other than that it'll be quite a while before i go revisit this game all right well we here at super gg radio are really proud of you i'm glad that you finally finished final fantasy 9 after 34 episodes, or roughly 10 months. Just for that, you get a gold star, and you get to do the next segment as punishment. Listener emails. <laughs> now, uh, Joel, this punishment, yeah, you're going to read this email. Uh, go ahead. All right. Uh, the first one is from uh, one Steve Dvorak, a friend of the show. With I'm not benefits. reading that part. No. Uh <laughs> Uh, his his title of his email here is why you no review (laughs) guys why didn't you put borderlands 3 in your early adopter segment also diablo 3 is on switch i think i have a medical problem (laughs) that's my best friend steve yeah (laughs) well steve how about next week we take the time out of your busy schedule to do an all borderlands episode see kids Dreams really do come true. Alex, your job is to make sure we have nothing Randy pitch for news to make a segment of it. Funny enough, there's more. <laughs> there's more Randy Pitchford news. So we'll dig into that next week. Now, next listener email, which was sent to superggradio at gmail.com for anybody that would like to send us listener email. I'm going to click over here because it is too small on my screen. That's what she said. Uh, yep. I'm going to read it here from Takishiya. No, it's Takishi Yamada. And he is uh, he does art. Hi. If you need an, al- an edgy album cover 
and visuals by using rogue taxidermy alien skulls, please let me know. I charge only reasonable market price royalty for your commercial usages of my artworks. I can also produce original musical instruments, including the one-of-a-kind guitar for you personally, by using your body parts, including your own blood, skin, teeth, hairs, etc. P.S. I was featured in about 25 TV shows, TV commercials, TV documentaries, TV commercials, said it twice, etc. I was also featured in hundreds of YouTube videos. See them in my official art website here as follows. Yours, Dr. Takeshi Yamada and Sierra in New York City. All right. Now, Alex, mm-hmm. what kind of Blair shit, spam email shit are you signing us up for? Yep. Well, it says here you received this message because you are subscribed to Google Group's men's underscore fashion group. Mm. How did that happen? I mean, th- there's no fashionable people here. No. So I, I'm wondering myself. I wear t-shirts. I didn't, I didn't do that. I got to unsubscribe. Yep. Now, there's kind of a lot to unpack here, so I just kind of want to dig in on a couple issues here that I have with this inherent email rogue taxidermy that's one part of a of a four word question mark that i have but rogue taxidermy does that mean he's doing it outside the books we like he's probably do- shouldn't uh go too in depth outside? but yes yes he is he's doing this outside of johnny law huh he said that he would use your own body parts to create <laughs> a guitar alex no that's gonna be that's good that's, i'm getting into that too let's wait let's, don't jump ahead of me now but rogue taxidermy just sounds like I just I can't imagine that he's breaking the taxidermy code of conduct. Yep. Okay. Now, rogue taxidermy alien skulls. Alien skulls. Did he go to that Area Fifty Two, fi- Area Fifty One raid? He may have. He Naruto run it. He may have also been on the set of the Indiana Jones movie. Okay. Okay. All good, valid ways that he could have come across an alien skull, but he does advertise quite a bit about it. Okay. And uh, the last thing I just want to dig into. The musical instrument, kind uh, one of a kind guitar using your own body parts. Okay. Uh, so everybody made a choice. What part of your body would be best used for a part of a guitar? Okay, here we go. See, this is this is okay. Yeah. Um, my calves are really great, so I figured they just use the bottom part of my foot for the the handle of the guitar. Hmm. I I'd say my skin, but I don't want it to happen. You, oh, it, right. you don't have to worry about it happening. It's like going to happen. around as the body of the guitar? I would like a bongo. Hmm. He could do that. Mm-hmm. I, I can talk him into it. No, I don't I don't want him to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying is that I feel like that's the best part of me that would work that way. Yeah, don't worry, Alex. I know a guy. Dr. Takeshi Yamada. And Sierra. Sierra? Sierra. Sierra. Yeah. Uh, Joel, what potty part would you be best for an instrument? Hmm. I don't like that sentence. Hmm. 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 Maybe, maybe my teeth for the, um, the tuners on the guitar. Seriously? At, at did the... you have to pick teeth? <laughs> oh my God. You and teeth. Come on. Every time. Stop with the body or, horror. Or, uh, they mentioned own blood. Maybe, like, maybe it could be a translucent, uh, body of a guitar. And then, like, they can have some tubes running through the guitar with your blood in it. Like a cooling system. Yeah. Okay. I'm in on that. That could look cool. And really metal. And yeah, see, really metal. Yeah, okay. See, now I'm back on board. But let's move on to one last thing. brief statement to head us into the new into the weekend and to end this episode and have you guys start off the week because he's air on sunday my one last thing shout outs to my big bro who gave me his fatal fury hat for my birthday Woo. i had mentioned he bought it before me and then he gave it to me so thanks a ton big bro also confirmed the punctuation the punctuation of fury it's furdy but it, it means fury not furry so furry furry Fury. 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 Joel? And the chain dies. <laughs> Did you see that one, Getty? 
Mm. He was playing Shining Force, and it just said, and the king dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what do you got, Getty? I'm just really hoping that this weekend at the convention, the Sony Road to Greatness has a copy of Last of Us so I can play it and not have to do anything else. There you go. Well, just use the convention instead of your own living room. Yeah, exactly. What is the road to greatness? I, they have a whole truck that's set up inside of the convention center. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to hit that truck tomorrow at about 4 o'clock, and I'm hoping that I don't have to leave it until they close the convention at like 8 o'clock. Just make sure they got some good push-up room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five per death. Honestly, who do you think is going to have the fewest deaths out of the three of us? You. 100% you. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, I hope you have plenty of room in your... Uh, your living space. I've been playing very carefully. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. I, I'm living dangerously. I'm going in guns a-blazing, so. All right. I'll be fit by the end of this. Screw you guys. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take more than push-ups. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where I've been having a good time. This week I did uh, Lethal League and Dragon Ball Fighters in multiplayer Mondays, and Joel getting the Shining Force on in 2D Tuesdays, plus a bonus episode of Super Mario World. Yeah. But but we may see some switch-ups. Uh, Steve and Getty had requested taking the helm in the near future, so that might be a fun 2D Tuesday or a multiplayer Monday. Metal Gear Kevin's still going on. He's struggling to fight the end, as he just finished the fear. Also, we are currently organizing t-shirts for Extra Life, as well as special guests. Things continue to get exciting. Also, me and Getty will be at AceCon this weekend doing some journalistic and nerdy stuff. If you see us, say hey. Getty will be drunk yelling at Kit Harrington. Fact. And I will be seeing if Goyle from Harry Potter will punch me in the junk. Also, that's the second time I've referenced someone getting punched in the junk. Now it's three. It'll be fun all around, and if we're still working on The Last of Us for homework, uh, that will also be a lot of fun doing the Video Game Fit Club. But if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the personal skin guitar of your choice. Gross. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> GG, Getty. <laughs> GG. GG, Joel. Good day. Good night, everybody. Check it.